It's Sunshine's Becky Gazeal here. Yes, and don't worry. If you missed us, well, that's why you're here, to catch up on the good stuff. This is a bobcat. <laughs> Joining us in the studio right now, it is Dr. Ennis Kluter, owner of Kingsway Vet Centre. He's here to answer all our pet-related questions. How are you doing, Dr. Ennis? I nearly thought I wasn't getting introduced this afternoon. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just sitting here quietly in the corner. I think it's time we get an Aussie introduction, eh? Bobcats. You know, that's a bit American. Oh, oh. Bit oh. Kangaroo, okay, gotcha. Hopping into the scene. Yeah, helping yeah, into yeah, the yeah. scene of Skippy. Well, yeah, the so. moment you come hopping into the studio, <laughs> we'll change the intro <laughs> for but you. also, you don't sit quietly in the corner, Dr. Innes. Uh, yes, I do. No, you talk just as much as we do. <laughs> Isn't that the point of yeah. being here? All right, we've got questions coming in left, right, and centre. Um, we got this texter, Doug. He wants to know, why does my dog eat kangaroo poo? It's a Labrador. Oh, do I need to say any more? Oh, <laughs> the Labradors just eat whatever they can get their hands on. Look, it's most of the time it's behavioural. They eat it because it's there. It smells different. It's maybe got a bit of a uh, sort of a taste to it, a dry, crunchy taste. The thing about it is uh, dogs would eat poo to get um, nutrients. So there's specific vitamins like B17 that you can only get from poo. Or you can. There's bacteria in the stomach that should produce it. But if a dog's not on a well-balanced diet, then those bacteria don't exist and the vitamin B7 isn't produced and the dog then craves something like poo to actually eat it. Would you say, hey, look, let your dog do its thing or is that quite harmful for it to Look, there are are parasites that goes with kangaroo poo. Um, If if some of these worms can be transmitted to dogs, dogs are accidental intermediate hosts. Mm -hmm. So it's unlikely that your dog will be massively affected by it, but it's a bit of a hygiene thing. Mm. I would probably say if you can, feed your dog and not let it eat kangaroo poo. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Another one here. Uh, What can I do to keep my cat, indoor cat, cool uh, when I get out of the house because the cat doesn't like the sounds of fans and there's no air conditioning? Apart from moving house? Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, That's not a bad... On a day like today. Look, um, if your cat is open for it, Perhaps a spray bottle with water you can spray. That will give the cat something to do. That will give the cat a bit of grooming and will cool it down as well. If your cat's really long-haired, it might be worthwhile getting it clipped. Um, You can have that groomed and clipped either at your vets where they can give them a light sedation to do that. Or if your cat's good enough, you can do it yourself. Just some hair clippers, number 10 blade, might be able to do that. But yeah, um, I feel for you on a day like today, you probably need that aircon. But if your cat tolerates that spray noise, yeah. then that's not a bad idea. That will cool them down with that evaporative effect. Uh, just to tell you that um, cats only have sweat glands like us under their feet. Oh, really? Yeah, they oh. don't have any other sweat glands like we do. And they don't pant like dogs. No. So how do they cool down? So they increase their temperature, uh, their uh, respiratory rate to release the temperature. If a cat pants, it's normally in severe distress or wow. shock. So a cat, in any case, most cats aren't that active. So they can get in away <laughs> by just breathing a bit faster. But panting, a panting cat is normally a sign of a very distressed cat. Ooh. Could you leave out, I mean, they don't really like water, do they? So could you give them cold water? You can. There's a controversy about giving dogs cold water on hot days like this. So the reflex from the body, if there's a sudden drop in uh, temperature in the water, is to actually heat it up. 
So what we say with these guys is don't give them like a whole bowl of ice. Give them cool water. Don't give them ice cold water because right. there's a bit of a reflex from the there's part of the brain called the hypothalamus which regulates uh, temperature. It's a bit of a quick shock, you know, if the blood flows through it and that blood gets cooled down to actually have a rebound effect. So, cool water, not, not particularly freezing, freezing water. All wow. righty. Well, yeah. that. a few more coming through, Dr. Ennis, uh, including this one. Golden retrievers drooling and smells, especially when it's hot. What do you do? Okay. So, golden retrievers can drool, or dogs can drool for various reasons. Anxiety, heat. Mouth infections, gum disease, nausea. Oh, There's wow. so many reasons why a dog can drool. Smelling, generally speaking, in a golden retriever, you're thinking about smell coming from the mouth, teeth, and potentially the ears. Mm. Right. So if something smells a bit like a, a egg that's a bit overdue its sell-by date, then it's likely coming from the ears. Right. If it smells more like something um, has died, it's probably from the mouth. And that's probably coming from the teeth. So mo a lot of golden retrievers, unfortunately, do have skin issues. And with right. skin issues come ear issues. Now, when it's hot, just that slight increase in temperature inside the ear make these bugs that overgrow. We call it malassezia, which is a type of yeast. Just go haywire and they have a huge party. And then they invite all these other <laughs> bacterial guests. Gross. And they all <laughs> produce. God, party I want to go to. <laughs> no. They all come to the party and it ends up having this smell. It's really worthwhile having a look in your dog's ears and also have a look in your dog's mouth. And you, if you can't do it, next time you go to your vet, let them just check it out and see if the smell's not coming from, from mm. that. Just quickly, you said look inside the ears. Um, what are you looking for? What, okay. what would be a telltale? So if you Streamers from the party. <laughs> <laughs> so you lift up the ear if the ear is red and if there are like crevices in the skin of the ear it means that the ear skin is swollen also if you can see like gunk like right. brown okay. darkish uh, gunk and it's almost like an oily substance yeah. it's most likely that smell where that's coming from. All right. uh, and in golden retrievers with their paler skin, it should be easy to distinguish between a normal pinkish skin and a red inflamed skin. All right, oh, good are. luck with that, Julie. Uh, Chris wants to know, how often should I be trimming my jack cheese nails and trimming hair? Okay, so it all depends on how your dog tolerates having its nails clipped. If you have a dog that's very cooperative and a dog that doesn't go much on bitumen walking to wear it down, I'd probably say, like, say, once every two months, something okay. like that. Nails roughly grow about a millimeter a week. Oh, wow. So if they wear them down, like a normal, like digging and walking and that sort of thing, you're unlikely that you need to trim them. If you're not sure, then it's worthwhile asking your vet just to show you how to do it so you don't cut it too short. Um, uh, there's no recommendation, but if the nail starts growing and it comes around, sort of growing back on itself, that's normally a sign you need to do it. Right. Hair trimming. Once again, it's uh, individual. If a dog's got long hair, then you want to trim that down before the summer. If it's got short hair, there's no reason why you should should trim that. And there are various ways of which they trim for either clipping or um, where they just sort of tease it out. And they call it stripping as well in these dogs. With oh, a yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's lots of these different types of things that you can, can do. I have a question about my dog. 
Yes. <laughs> is my dog lazy? This is the question. Yes. Because. <laughs> Takes because... after the owner. <laughs> Jazeel, you took the words out of my mouth. And I don't even know these people. No, so I, I, wrap, I got treats. Yeah. Wrapped them up in um, uh, tea towels. I yeah. got, did that to three. Tied them all up together so that he could have a little bit of a sniff. And yeah. I did, had a sniff. Got the easy treats. Then just didn't care. So I was like, I thought it was supposed to be help them with the sniffing and yeah. diagnosis. So a lot of it is actually um, if they're not hungry at that stage yeah. or are they – they're not super excited about what you've given them. Yeah. They will smell it and then like, oh, this is what you did yesterday and the day before and the, day, the other day as well, didn't you? Can't you think of something this new? This was brand new. Never okay. done it before. Okay. So it's likely, try that on a dog, on your dog when it's not had a meal. Okay. So try that when it's not had a meal so you've got that hunger driving that uh, that ability or that eagerness to mm-hmm. get to it. So, so I think he is lazy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, well, he's just not hungry. <laughs> he doesn't want I to think he's just he not hungry. You know, if if you if you give that to a dog in the wild that's not had something to eat for a couple of days, yeah, it will devour it and will it will do its utmost best to get to it. Yeah, mm. but in a situation where we are now, you know what? If I don't eat this, I'm going to get a treat this in a second, and in dinner time is in 15 minutes. In any case, one. <laughs> they all know. They all know what's going. They read the clocks. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Dr. Ernest Kluter, owner of Kingsway Vet Centre, thank you so much for coming in again, and we'll see you in a fortnight. Thank you very much. We really hoped you enjoyed that chat. It has been Sunshine's Beck and Jazeel. I think I enjoyed it more the second time. It was good. Left a nice taste in my mouth. We'll see you from three.